So you're gonna give me two gold when I'm done with this? I hope so, because I really don't want- Oh, hello. I'm Amari, and I am here to give you a quick recap of where we left off as the Horde. Um, as you know, our group consists of Amari, myself, uh, Severe, and our loyal and trusty dog person, Scarf, and we were in between jobs when we were beset upon by some very strange bugs. They were vampiric moths. It, they, were, they were actually quite terrifying, and they actually took Scarf down, and it was quite funny. But they ended up chasing us into a cavern and trapping us there, which was very not funny. Um, but we tried to make the most of it, because it looked like these caverns had never been discovered before, and we thought, well, maybe we'll get some money for this. But none of that would really matter if we could never get out of these caverns. And so, we ended up discovering a new friend named Linda Miller, who is this strange bug-human hybrid that never shuts up about Table Rock. Um, but she struck a deal with us, saying that if we helped her take care of the bug man, she would help us get out of the caverns. And, you know, being stuck between a rock and some vampiric moths, it seemed as though that was the best deal we could come up with to get out of this stupid place. Uh, Linda Miller ended up leading us throughout the caverns. We were beset upon by some bugs, but she ends up leading us to the great and glorious and wonderful and stupendous and fantastic city of Rumpa, which is populated mostly by Bollywogs, which um, happened to be Linda Miller's favorite uh, meal of all time. Yes, yes. Apparently, Bollywogs are tasty to insect-creature hybrids. Um, at any rate, we were in trouble because Linda Miller was public enemy number one in this great and glorious city of Rumpa. Um, we also came across a sexy treasure room that uh, happened to actually have sexy treasure in it, it was definitely not a trap at all. Anyway, we ended up finding the leader and his little posse of people. We made quick work of them before they got to Linda Miller because they were trying to find her and hunt her because, you know, public enemy number one. So that is where we left off. Um, I hope I never have to do this again, so pay attention next time, please. By the light of the moon, you come to a piece of forest that you haven't seen before. It is a full forest, oaks, hickories, maples, stripped of all greenery. This forest is stark naked. It looks like something from a horror movie where you've just got dead trees standing around. There are acres and acres of these trees. And up above them, you see swirling black clouds. The night is particularly dark. Every now and then a, sh a shaft of moonlight will split the clouds and 
that's when you hear a buzzing coming from the other side of Silent Mountain, which is beyond the trees. And if uh, and as you start to become aware of this buzzing, Linda becomes extremely agitated. She is um, doing everything she can to tuck herself into a crevice uh, between a tree stump and the earth, trying to get down frantically symboling for you all to take cover. And as you do, you see hundreds and hundreds of insects flying overhead, heading in the direction that you came from. It's the most strangest, uh, it's the strangest assortment of insects you've ever seen. They must be huge because you can see them so well from the ground, but they're all different shapes and size, although they're matched together. You see just rows eight wide and eight deep and they're uh, traveling and there's, they're, uh, you know, these extended bodies and like dragonflies with big wings and thick bodied beetles and just these tiny basketball sized uh, sized little uh, masses that are sort of silhouetted against the moonlight. And, and, and they're just soaring by and soaring by and soaring by. And you're hidden for probably three to five minutes as this humming goes by overhead and Linda doesn't move until long after they're gone. And that's when you all emerge. She leads you weaving one way and then another and winding backwards. At one point, you're pretty certain you're backtracking the way that you came as you follow Linda through the naked forest until finally she brings you to the edge of the forest and there's about 50 feet space from the last naked tree to the side of Silent Mountain. And Linda just stops and waits until the moonlight breaks through the swirling clouds. And as it does, you see revealed is a doorway in the side of the mountain. It's about six feet tall and three feet wide. It looks like a regular doorway, except how it glows in the moonlight. There's a sigil uh, right uh, in the top center, which is uh, an insect. It's sort of two ovals and a, and a half dozen legs sort of coming out. And then down below it, uh, right in the center of the door is some sort of a handle. You can't see it very well. It's, it's sort of a piece of metal that seems to protrude forward. Um, it, it's almost like a it's almost like a like a ring that's turned horizontally is what it, is what it's kind of what you see from where you are. The um, the doorway doesn't have any uh, anything around it. Um, you know, there's no there's no guard posts. There's no activity. Uh, what do you guys want to do, Linda? You want us to go? Is that where we're supposed to go? Uh, Linda looks at you right in the eye and says, "Table Rock is part of the." Linville Gorge. His Table Rock is a mountain in the east rim of the Linville Gorge. And and you're pretty certain that means yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I, th- I feel like at this point we've gotten like a basic Linda language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After after a week or more with Linda, you can tell by sort of her body language and what phrases she chooses. And this, this seems to be an affirmative. And Scarf has that mental connection, too. <laughs> Totally. At least he At likes least he, to think so. Exactly. At least he believes that he does. Yes. Uh, so, mm. Scarf, 
looks out. Scarf, you should probably go and open that door. I have an idea of how to do just that. And I approach the door. So you uh, you walk straight up to the door. You come out into the moonlight. And as you approach the door, you see that this uh, piece of metal in the center is not a ring. It is actually a bowl. It's a silver bowl. And in the center of it is a silver statuette of one of the moths that you encountered when all of this madness began. It's um, it's one of those vampire moths. It looks like it has its wings folded back as if it was diving, except instead of going straight down, it is going straight up. So wings folded back and this nasty stylette that's about the size of a hypodermic needle is sticking straight up into the air. And as you are leaning in to start looking at this, um, at this statuette, the walls on both sides of the door move. And let's go ahead and roll for initiative. Uh, Amari, you see this happen. You see Scarf uh, start to move towards the door itself when the mountainside beside him on both sides of the door comes alive and to your horror, well, maybe not your horror, to your dismay, you recognize immediately the beautifully camouflaged moths that started this entire adventure for your party. They are laid so beautifully across the side of the stone with their, with their gray uh, wings with just little uh, black patterns that make them look just like part of the rock until they move. As, as they both rise up and turn towards Scarf, who seems to be looking at something on the door, you take action. What do you do? How many are there? One There's time? two. There's one there, on each side. There's just two? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to cast Bane on the <sighs> two of them. Okay. I will Did be I... helpful just this once. The, uh, the one on the right side of the door seems to be affected by this spell uh, and kind of fl- flutters backwards, almost like it... Uh, it, it it fails to get the takeoff that it, that it wanted to. All right, Sphere, it's your turn. Hmm. Well, let's let's follow up with Amari's handiwork, and I'm gonna go for the slow one, and I'm All gonna right. run up to Bane Boy, okay. and I'm gonna hit him with the old punch. You just run up and. Punch this vampire moth. <laughs> yeah. If I hit him with enough damage, I'm definitely going to flavor this with a Bane breaking the back Batman style. But let's, mm, okay. let's, uh, right. that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. Sweet. Let's go 21 to hit. That definitely hits. Uh, you, just, you just smack this. You smack this insect. Mm, um, that's six damage. And then I'm going to go unarmed strike bonus action. So okay. the old one, two. Yeah, baby. 24. Another six damage. Oh wow, that's it for it. Tell me, tell me, uh, tell me about the end of this moth. Oh yeah, so um, straight up break his back, Bane style. I just run up to the run up to the moth uh, and pick him up over my head and break him over the bat. And I go, oh, <laughs> you didn't see that coming. I don't. I, uh, uh, do you feel powerful now? For you. <laughs> 
I have a question. When you kill them, do they like poof with their like moth dust? You know how when you touch a moth and there's like all that like weird. Yeah. I killed a moth on my mirror the other day and there's moth dust for days. Yeah. (laughs) For a second, I. Imagine that, but human size. It's all over your body. (laughs) Yeah, especially with with Sphere like punching it. Like, Like he, he just. Punches it. It's like it's like punching like a makeup applicator. It's like is it, <laughs> no. Is it like that scene in uh, the War of the Worlds remake where Tom Cruise is like, huh. <laughs> it's just like dust coming out of the bathroom. Like you see, just like <laughs> that's okay. exactly uh, right. Sphere Sphere is now a uh, ghostly white from the moth dust, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I look like and the scaff. other moth is. The other moth is un- unimpeded. It, uh, it uh, flutters off of the uh, off of the side of the doorway, and uh, that nasty proboscis comes uh, whipping out like an enormous needle, and he tries to stab it into scarf, and does a fourteen hit scarf? A fourteen does not hit. No, you 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 dodge this uh, nasty needle that's the size of your forearm and just wrestle it away. And it is your turn. Uh, I'm gonna look at the moth. Okay. Ha! My old arch nemesis, you have returned. However, I am not the cub that I was the last time we have met. And you shall fear me. And I'd like to use my channel divinity. Okay. Uh, and use my conquering presence. So he has to make a wisdom saving throw. All right. Uh, he's not particularly smart. He has a minus one on wisdom. And so he also, comes up with- uh, minus a D4. No, okay. that was the other one. Oh, <laughs> that was the other one. Damn. Ah, yeah, that's right. This is poison <laughs> ivy. This is Uma, yeah, exactly. No, uh, not nearly as wise as Uma Thurman. Uh, he rolls an eight, so he does not an save yes. from your channel divinity. In that case, he is frightened of me. Oh, the the as um as you grasp him by the the uh, the proboscis and you say those things to him, the fury in your eyes uh, pierces his insect brain, and this moth is just going ballistic. It's just doing the moth fluttering thing, trying desperately to get away from you. Do you want to try to hold on to it, or are you gonna let it go? Um. Yeah, I think I'll hold on to it. All right, then you're gonna need. I'm gonna need a uh, contested athletics check from you. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> What'd the moth get? He got a two minus three. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you. I think you've got this guy uh, by uh, the snarls. Don't, Andy. Don't. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I don't know that you could do. I don't know that you can get worse than a negative one. But I did roll a natural one. <laughs> did you really? It's so this I is the most plus five. Amari and Scarf are watching and Sphere are watching the most idiotic wrestling match <laughs> that you have ever seen. It's, it's like the two least coordinated children <laughs> in the first grade fighting it's on like, the schoolyard. It's like Nacho Libre, but weirder. <laughs> The moth's name is Steven. <laughs> he's, he's getting away from me. Steven! I've scared him too much. 
All right, Amari, it's your turn. You see, you see these two spinning <laughs> around. The moth is frantically trying to get away. Um, Scarf is holding on to it, and they're both kind of twirling around in the moonlight. I'm just gonna walk over to this display, and um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up close enough to it and uh, the moth. That is, and then inflict wounds upon it. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. So that will be a um, 15. Ooh, 15 damage? damage. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell me, about the, uh, tell me about the end of this fluttering moth. So, you know, when you're a little kid and you're very disrespectful of everything, um, that lives, that's smaller than you. Uh, For example, taking a piece of glass and uh, setting ants on fire and um, things of that nature with the sun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then sometimes you like to just pick the wings off of things. Um, So my inflict wounds is going to just kind of like sever off its wings and then uh, kind of like pick out its little you know, leggies, just like one by one. And then just like, you see his eyes kind of cave in and oh. then that's it. Oh, so poor, poor is Scarf swinging you're, around this, like, just yeah. this torso? You're still, yeah, you're still holding it by its uh, proboscis and swinging around and the, and the legs are just falling <laughs> off and the wings are falling off as you uh just until you're just swinging this insectoid uh, thorax around (laughs) i've shaken off all of your limbs (laughs) i wonder how long he's going to do that (laughs) i think he does it for about a a solid 30 45 more seconds (laughs) yeah Fell me once. Shame on you. Fell me twice. You won't do that. I'm scarf. And I want to throw it at the wall. Uh, at the at the stone wall? Yeah. You, yeah. you throw it and you go splat as uh, this sort of hemolymph <laughs> splatters on the stone and uh, slides down to the ground. I, I would like to return to approaching the door. Okay. You, um, you want to roll me an investigation check of the door? Um, can I try something first? I have sure. an idea. And I would like to get my face close to it. And then I will say, Table Rock is a mountain east of the Linville Gorge. I know the password. It is okay. <laughs> There's, uh, you, don't, you don't get a response mm. uh, to your answer. The door remains shut. Then I will investigate. Uh-huh. Is there a is there a place for you to select reset password? I I don't remember my email I put in. <laughs> <laughs> I have several. Is it is it tablerock at linvillegorge.com? It's like it's tablerock at Linville Gorge, and then it's uh, Fraser Sage <laughs> at Linville Gorge, and then. John John Fraser, John Fraser, John Fraser one, John Fraser two, John Fraser I was gonna three. Say, if it's scarf, let's be real. It's Table Rock one, Table Rock two. Yeah, <laughs> I'll spell like the bullywugs spell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only way he's yeah, seen it. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Although maybe he spells it yeah. right because he he's only seen it spelled wrong and he's not he's not very literate. Yeah. <laughs> so they cancel each other out. <laughs> um, I got an eleven. Um. Okay. Yeah. So you're looking this thing. Uh, the door is clearly a magical door. The uh, insignia is lit by the moonlight, so you're getting sort of this silvery glow from it. Uh, that silvery glow reflects off of this beautiful silver bowl, which uh, is attached to the door right in the center. Uh, you've got your silver statuette of the moth, uh, and it, it seems to have its wings tucked back like it's diving, uh, and it's pointed upwards so that its uh, proboscis, the, the stylet, sticks up into the air like a like a hypodermic needle. You said there's a bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, is either one of the um, is either one of the moth carcasses particularly juicy? Uh, yeah, the one that um, they're both yeah they're both the same. Uh, but you uh, you can easily look and see where scarf slammed the one up against the uh, wall, and there's some kind of some hemolymph splattered there. Sphere's gonna grab some hemolymph. Hey, I gotta. I got an idea, I think. I already tried the password. Uh, I, I got a, I, I know a different password, I think. Okay. I will let uh, you try. Thank you. You're I'm going to grab some of wise. the hemolymph and just, like, cup it into my hands and just mm-hmm. pour it into that bowl where the moth guy is. Yeah. As soon as you do, the door swings inward. After you, Scarf. I'll go first. I have a light sword. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, 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 hey. Before we... Before we go in here... Um... I don't know if this is about to be a waste or not, but I want to show off my level three skills. Um... Linda, you can come here, too. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's moved up behind you guys, yeah. Um... And I'm going to spend a key point, and I'm going to cast, actually, I think it's two. Yes. I'm going to cast, I'm going to spend two key points and cast Pass Without a Trace on everybody. Very nice. All right. So all of a sudden, everybody gets super sneaky, and you uh you push the door and it swings in and there is a cozy warm light coming out from inside this uh this cavern that you're walking into it's um yeah it's clearly lit by by torches um you uh you hear you see you hear some um some humming uh just just happy little humming inside yeah yeah it's kind of an it's not yeah it's not anything you recognize but it's it's sort of a happy little humming uh that that's coming from inside and um yeah who uh who's uh who's going in first i am does linda know where to go before i ooh. Linda, yeah, Linda, Linda's chomping at the bit to get inside uh, okay. now that the door is open she's she's pushing to try to get in before I go in, just in case, I'm going to cast light on my shield. Okay. I know we see light at the end of the tunnel, but it doesn't mm-hmm. exactly illuminate the tunnel. Gotcha. So. Okay. As you step through this doorway, Linda 
pushes you kind of off to the side and emerges. And this is not an unfinished uh, cave. You're in a grand entryway. This, uh, there are torches on the wall. It's well lit. There's obviously some magic at play here. There's kind of this honey yellow light that just lights up the whole thing. Um, and uh, it's almost like a, it it's kind of has, it's kind of these yellow and black spots that kind of move across the walls, almost like a disco ball, but but tuned uh, like a disco ball, but tuned down a little bit. It's not that uh, intrusive. It's just it's honestly really beautiful, and it's especially beautiful because as you look at the at the wall uh, inside this door, you see um, you see two golden clusters of gemstones that are identical to the ones that you saw in the underground temple at the beginning of our adventure. These, uh, they look like almost reptilian eyes uh, and they uh, they are set in a black field, but the way that they're sh- uh, set, and then they've got some uh, black stones in between that kind of look like these, uh, almost like diamond pupils. And, uh, and that is on one wall. On the other wall, you see these formal paintings of um, of men and women in honey-colored robes, and uh, they they seem to, they seem to be quite old. Um, and they uh, start at the oldest and kind of come uh, to the you, you can sort of tell that the frames are worn. They come to the most recent, and uh, in the most recent, there is. Uh, it what looks like a male version of Linda Miller, right? It's uh, it's the, the head is a little bit thicker, um, you know the uh, yeah the, the 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 sort of the the carapace is is a little bit larger, but I mean I said it's a male version, it's, it's an insect, you know, um, but yeah that that's it, and it is also wearing a yellow robe. There is a doorway to the right. There is a doorway to the left. And up ahead, there is a grand wooden staircase that has been built into the cavern so that you uh, it descends down following the curvature of this uh, of this stone cavern. So it's kind of this real it's almost like 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 glamping, but for cave exploring, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's mm. just really, uh, it's like posh, but it's still inside a mountain. Uh, spacrunking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, um, spaglamping? Spaglamping. Yeah. It's, um, it's like cave chic. Firefest full bit in a cave. Yeah, yeah, like, kind of. Fire but, festival. Bef- but before it went bad, like it's like Whoa. what fire festival was advertised? Except in so case. every other festival. Kylie yeah. Jenner is somewhere over in the corner. She's in one of the paintings. <laughs> Speaking of someone over in the corner, you do hear a uh, humming coming from uh, the the uh, the opening to the left. Uh, and you and these are fairly large openings. So, so when I say there's a door, I don't mean it's closed. It's sort of an open passageway, and there is a beautiful dining set. Uh, that is that is the table is set off to the left uh, is the uh, uh, sort of a, a formal dining room and then off to the right is a library and Linda has already moved into the library and uh, and kind of out of sight so she's passed into the library and then sort of darted off to the left uh, and you don't have line of sight on her anymore. Okay, so I'm gonna dismiss the light on my shield and we're gonna go into the library as well. 
because I have no idea where I am, but she I feel like she knows where she is. And yeah. I'm going to keep close to her. Meanwhile, sort of directing everyone to follow me. And I will, I will, I will tell Severe, hold Scarf's hand, don't let him get away. He's going to get us in trouble. Of course. Hey, Scarf. Scarf. Mm, yes. Ducktail bubble face. Ducktail bubble face. Remember, we talked to Ducktail Bubble Face. You make you make the tail with your hands, and you put it behind your back, and no. bubble, so you can't talk. <laughs> Just like grade school. Mm-hmm. There. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, say something, Ducktail Bubble Face. Remember, Ducktail Bubble. Now, uh, tell me something about Table Rock. Perfect. That's good. Good scarf. Hold on. Hold on a minute. I'm gonna get a treat for you. Hold on. Here. Here you go. Here's a treat. Good. Oh, oh you can't be. Oh, there you go. Good. Good. And then pat him on the head a little bit. Razor shade. Uh, I think when you pat me on the head, my leg kind of does a little bit of a. You know, the, the dog thing. Yeah. That's a good scarf. That's a, that's a good scarf. All right. Yeah. Let's go. You step into the library and there's floor to ceiling books in here. There's just uh, the bookshelves are all wooden. There's a rolling ladder that lets you people uh, that would let you access the books on the higher shelves. There's quite a collection here. It is really impressive. Um, There are, uh, you know, there are uh, three walls are covered in books and there is a secret doorway that was set into the bookshelf that has been swung forward and Linda Miller um, is making a lot of noise inside the next room. Let's check it out. I'm going to go look. You, you peek into the room and you uh, get the impression that Linda is frantic. She is uh, she is throwing things around. She is um, pulling open these uh, these chests. She uh, there are just uh, sheaves of paper that are out on the ground. There are books that are just laying uh, pages down with their spine uh, up in the air. Uh, just just pointing upwards and uh in your head you're hearing uh her just very rapidly table rock is a mountain on the east rim of limbo gorge table rock is the, a mountain on the east rim of limbo gorge table rock is a mountain on the east and she's just she's really freaking out and you can just tell from her body motions that she's becoming increasingly frustrated as she tears Linda, this room apart Linda, let us help you find wherever you need she um tell us she, what you're looking for she she seems to um she seems to have just uh almost lost touch with reality she looks at you and she's um she says it features distinctive rock formations and a prominent peak in the area it's a prominent peak in the area and so you you're hearing this in, in your uh in your mind but yeah she um she immediately pushes past you guys and heads back in the direction that you came from, and she's picking up speed into like this kind of insectoid run. Following her. Oh, right. Hey, man. Um, before we leave the room, uh, Sphere's going to do a once over of all the books laying around. He's looking for volume two of Malafar, <laughs> Gleam Sword, Red Wizard of Fae. You. 
So uh, roll me, roll me an investigation check, real fast. Okay. What do I have? Plus one. Okay, it's gonna be. Let's go. All right, fifteen. All right, you look around. The overlap between the books that are in this library and that were in the other library that you discovered is kind of striking. Like you, as you, uh, as you look. You do notice there's uh, there's portal physics, there's interplanar tra- interplanar travel. There are um, there are symbols. You see a lot of those oval symbols that you saw in the other um, temple. You do not notice uh, the oval and the hourglass, but you see uh, almost an identical pattern of an oval and the insectoid sigil that you saw in the doorway. And so you see a lot of those books, but again, the interplanar travel, the portal physics, uh, the quantum physics, the uh, you know uh, the journals, just just written text. There's um, there's a, a book that has the gold eyes from the hallway on the spine of the book, and you see Malathar Gleamsword, Red Wizard of Thay, Part Three. Part Three. What? Where's Part Two? They only have part three. Part three. Who has part two? (laughs) All right, so I'm going to take part two. I'm going to put it in my bag. Or part three. I really want it to be part two. (laughs) I'm going to take part three and I'm going to put it in my bag. And I'm just like looking at this. uh, As you're describing the scene, I'm picturing Sphere in my head picking up all this stuff that's super important to our plot. Going like, is it no, that's not it. And then, uh, <laughs> nope. And they just like toss it all this like really important portal physics. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, it looks like that symbol from that temple. Oh, yeah. it. so it's like it's like uh metagaming you're like yeah. this is the answer to the whole thing. And, yeah. and, and Sphere's like, no. oh, you gotta be kidding me. He has a de-aging scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, like he just tosses it out of the way. Um Linda has has come running out of the room, and you hear across the way. Um, yeah, it's it's almost ready. I thought you. Were, I thought I'd have a little bit more time. And that's the uh, that's the the voice that you hear coming from the opposite side over uh, from the dining room direction as Linda turns and sort of scampers down the main hallway, and she is heading down the stairs. Uh. May I real quick also look for a book? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm looking for Fifty Shades Under Darker. Fifty Shades <laughs> Under Darker. The sequel uh, to Fifty Shades of Greyhawk. Yeah, f- roll me a flat D twenty. Okay. Ooh, I got a nineteen. Oh yeah, you you find it. It's it's yes. there. Um, there's there's Fifty Shades of Greyhawk. There's a Fifty Shades of uh, Under Darker. And there is Magic Apple Magazine, which is really racy. It, it stopped being printed in 1993. I like to think that originally I was thinking that Scarf learned how to be like intimidating from his uh, from like his family. But I really think he's just picking up the like the Dom side of what is it? Christian Grey. <laughs> Christian Grey. And that's where he's learning to be. His the, intimidation <laughs> tactics. And that, yeah, that's... <laughs> Are you just all of a sudden gonna just like do the stereotypical anime like to one of your opponents? <laughs> and we're all just gonna be like, what the fuck is he doing? So, what like, you're telling me is that Scarf is a big old bear that wears jeans? 
<laughs> so he's gonna he's Smokey the Bear with just like a different hat. Oh, if Smokey the Bear was on King Arthur's court, yeah. <laughs> Wait, a cub in King Arthur's court? Okay, I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to back you up, and then my mind just went blank. <laughs> so Sphere Ex- and Scarf. Wait, 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 one more, one more. Excalibur. And now a word from our sponsor. Cinder, Cinder, Cinder. That's right. It's that time of year again. Join us for Adventure Fest. That's right. Your favorite festival is back, and it's better than ever. This year, we've got fried chili cook-off, Bryce Wallace pottery class, three types of fire dancers, my son's band, face painting, and so much more. Join us in the main arena for the featured event, Javelin Contest. Throw a poll at your friends. Many will enter, but only one can be the true Javelin Champion. Join us again for Adventure Fest. Only in Cinder. And now, back to the show. Sphere and Scarf are both quickly rifling through the books, <laughs> looking for specific titles now that they've recognized that there's a lot of overlap between these two libraries. Linda has taken off sprinting down the stairwell, and uh, there is a voice coming from the room across the hallway. Uh, Amari, what are you doing? Well, I don't exactly want to abandon my idiots. I also don't really know what to... I'm just going to let them... I'm just going to wait for them, honestly, when they're ready. I as will follow as, yeah. Linda Miller. <laughs> I found it. Yeah. All right. After uh, you hear Sphere yelling about volume two, he follows behind. Okay. So let's go follow Linda Miller. <laughs> when when you guys emerge... So, so here... So you still have past without trace Mm -hmm. um is and you hear this voice in the other room how much does that affect you are you trying to be stealthy uh in your emerging from the room or are you trying to get out of the room to follow linda miller i'm trying to be as stealthy as possible even though linda miller is kind of skittering with her really long weird toenails yeah you um so you guys uh you're trying to be stealthy and you hear footsteps across the hallway. There's clinking of glass and um, you hear dishware being set down and you hear the humming get louder as someone moves around in the dining room across the entryway. And remember, these doors are open. uh, And so someone, if you emerge from the room that you're in, you would be in direct line of sight from this other person. So you guys are going to have to sit tight for a little bit if you don't want to be seen. Why don't we try to apprehend them? Pull them in here, we'll tie them up, and we'll follow uh, Linda. Let me, let me, let me do it like a little peek. I'm just going to like, like okay. see who's in the, in the foyer. Okay. Roll, um, roll me a stealth check. I know you've got plus 10 from Pass Without Trace, but let's see, let's see what, we're, what we're doing here. 27 with nothing added to it. Holy cripes. Okay. So, are you... You are a you're a shadow at 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 worst a shadow. Uh, you peek out and uh, you are able to see a small figure in blue robes who is placing a rotisserie chicken 
on the center of the dining table across the way. Uh, he is uh, straightening up place settings and looking around, making sure everything is just so. He's lighting these tall yellow candles that have these um, ornate uh, insect themed uh, candle holders um, and uh, and just generally seems to be quite happy cleaning up and setting up the room for a dinner. I don't know. I kind of want to kill him, but I kind of want, want to let chicken. him just... Uh, yeah, I really want the chicken. But it just really irritates me how happy he is doing these stupid banal things. Oh, he's he's so happy. At oh, one point he God. starts to sing. He says, we'll find our God when we take a peek. Come along with us. We're the friends who seek. We move from planes and realities. Our super friends are moss beetles, bees. We keep our chin up, our heads circumspect. We're going to find Amberzul. We're the chapter insects. He must die. And then, <laughs> and then he goes back to humming. I mean, I'm perfectly. I don't that, know. That's, he's kind of cute, though. Of... I can't really just. <laughs> um, there's no way we can sneak past him. He's just. You, you hear the. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I think you can. I want um, that chicken. I really want that yeah. chicken. Oh, yeah, he's licking fingers. Oh, he. Yeah. At this. Uh, at this. At this point, he. Um. He. He's. He. Um. As you're watching, he's. One more thing. And then he uh, he kind of tutters away <laughs> through the doorway into the other uh, into the other room. So so he kind of moves past the doorway, uh, you know, into what you presume is probably a, a kitchen uh, based on the clanging and pot sounds. And so if you if you guys are ready and you want to go, you can go. Let's oh, go before yeah, I want swing. to kill him for no reason. I'm going to swing by that chicken and rip a leg off. Are you, are you really going to try to steal his chicken? I mean, here's They're the thing. Select. Here's the thing, Andy. We've been underground eating oh. whatever Linda Miller. It's and there's a, there's a. You're the chicken. one that fought oh. Linda Miller over a frog person. So. It's true, uh, and, and and this is this is rotisserie chicken. Like when you get it home and you open up the bag, that's the smell that is coming out uh of lemon this. pepper or original season oh this is the um this is a teriyaki oh. which is yeah it, that's that's as close as i can explain it it's probably some insect sauce uh but let's not think too much about insect it insect sauce oh yeah well, okay well i'm i mean wait, wait is it is it is it low sodium insect sauce? Oh or? no, it's super, no, <laughs> super, it's super high sodium. It's like Chinese food. You'll bloat up. MSG. So big. Well, I mean, if there's MSG in it, yeah, I'm oh yeah, totally. Taking You're away. gonna be hungry. You're gonna be hungry in three hours for sure. But uh, damn, probably is in 90 it minutes, but, um, Just like, but it does smell like heaven. And pass uh, without a trace. I'll sneak under the table and just like. My hand just, you see my hand pop up and it's like slaps the table a few roll, times roll me. until I find like, a leg and I rip like it off the, and pull it under the Roll me your stealth check just to make okay. sure that you can get in there, get a chicken leg, and get out. Okay. Oh, I have advantage on stealth checks. Okay. And it's plus six and then pass without a trace. Yeah, yeah. Plus 16. So that's going to be 28. Oh yeah, you um, he's he's happily uh in the uh in the kitchen just banging, just banging away. You um you move into the room, you peek into the sort of the uh into the open doorway, 
and you're looking at a at a dining room. It's got this octagonal table, so it's it's not it's not the long rectangular table you're used to, but it's octagonal. So uh, kind of very insectoid, sort of a hive type feel. There's the yellow candles and these ornate candle holders. The candle wax has been used to like create this series of like runes. Um, on the table itself is just kind of kind of dripped in wax. Uh, the uh, the rotisserie chicken is in the center of the table, and there are goblets of wine uh, around the uh, all eight uh, all eight seats. There's uh, there's this painting on the far wall that fills the entire wall, and it's like. Um, you're looking at uh, you're looking at a at a at a long rectangular table, and everybody there's there's uh, thirteen people in the in the painting. They're all on one side of the table, uh, so there's no one's back is to you. They're all on the one side, and there are all these different people in sort of uh, different colored robes. Most of them have yellow colored robes. There is a guy in a tracksuit. Uh, that that is there. There's a woman in a black business suit. There's an enormous tree man at the end leaning in, and he has a centipede for a belt that's just wrapped around his midsection. And in the middle is the man from the formal painting out front with the uh, with the insect eyes and the yellow robes. And he's kind of got palms up. And if the normies were here, they would immediately spot this as a clear ripoff <laughs> of The Last Supper. Like it's the most obvious ripoff uh, where this guy took and put his own friends into The Last Supper and then hung it up in another plane of existence where no one had seen the painting before. Um, that's and that's, oh, I hate yeah. Terrence. I hate this guy's this guy has, I don't know why, but I feel like this guy has no class. I don't know. I feel like this is a wonderful form of veneration. You hear, uh, you hear the, um, you, you hear the, the, the halfling man in the kitchen start uh, humming, and then he just he says, "Drop the beat!" And then he goes, "We're gonna go out, and we're gonna find our God. We're gonna bring him in. He's the Ambrosad. He's the one that we." Always love you know we're gonna find him. He's up above, and he's just clearly freestyling in his tiny little halfling voice, and he's uh, and he's just not stopping. He's, he's he couldn't be happier. He couldn't be happier seeking uh, his deity. I'm triggered. <laughs> 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 Okay. Wiki, 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 And then he bangs with what you can tell is a wooden spoon on the side of a pot. He's ding, 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 ding. We have to kill this guy. No, just leave him be. Take your chicken wing and leave. <laughs> Fine, but I'm taking the other leg too. Okay. <laughs> you, take, you take both both chicken legs and uh and and you guys are gonna head down the stairwell yes now right. andy hold now andy yeah the portrait <laughs> i have questions okay. 
<laughs> okay. Now, I mean, like, if it was me, if it was me and I was listening to this show, and I do listen to this show, I would be like, that is the list of all the bad guys that it was about to be coming. Like, these are all the mini bosses that are about to be happening. These are all, these are like the maybe season two and three bad guys. Maybe AG. So can you just, just, we don't have, this might not be in the show, but can you just describe the the portrait to me again? Like everyone in the portrait. Because I remember a tracksuit. I remember centipede belt. <laughs> Um, it's yeah. like Chewbacca with a tree and a centipede belt. Yeah, oh yeah, the the tree hunt. Just yeah. So okay. So you look at this thing. In the center is the bug man, uh, palms up. Um, uh, you know, with um, with you know, eye stalks looking forward. Disgusting. It's like he's looking at the painter, uh, with his hands up. And mm. around him, there is a woman in a black business suit with sunglasses and she's got uh her head turned back and she's like eating a grape like this there is uh, like a a dragonborn uh with a red robe on there is um there are just a a couple other different uh people of of different sizes it looks like a dwarf in a yellow robe it's kind of this sort of hodgepodge the one that really stands out is there's a man in a red track suit with three white stripes running down the sleeves uh and then there's an awakened tree that is leaning in from the side and it has a uh a big centipede for a belt oh my gosh I hope Carrie Nelson draws that. I hope the tree ant has a Cajun accent. That would just make me happy. Do that one more time. Man, you gotta talk about down there went to the creek, man, and my dang on talking about pants falling down. I just looked down and see this dog on centipede, man. I just pick it up and put it in my belt loop and bam belt. Exactly. <laughs> Bad I dudes. It. I need oh, you to I take drew... a picture and say that's going to go on the gram at some point. I drew the baby. The baby. Oh. <laughs> I drew the door too. Oh, very nice. I, yeah. Uh, I, love it. I thought the door was going to be more important. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a. I have. I've drawn a door that ended up not being anything too. So don't worry. <sighs> Okay, we were gonna follow Linda Miller. Yeah, you got your chicken legs. Yeah, you ready I'm to all, scramble? I'm, I'm full. Uh, while all this has been happening, Scarf has still been like behind the first door uh, in the library. Like he's just been sitting down reading his book. Oh yeah, so you're you're reading uh, the the steamy uh, second piece of the series. Scarf. Yeah. Sorry. Quit Sorry. reading your naughty book. And come on. Come here. Won awards. It's not just smut. Did it won did it win Phallus Awards? It's well, I'm sure it won At oh, the, I mean, the Phallus Festival. I haven't been to the Phallus Festival. Don't go, it's terrible. I, there are dicks everywhere. Anyway, come on. Let's go. I follow. Okay. Yeah. You uh you guys 
head down the stairs. And so you're still in this great hallway and the cave that the hall at this hallway was built in um, is going down. It is sort of descending down in what would be sort of like a 45 degree angle. And so someone has built these beautiful, I mean, they're like 12 feet wide steps that just go gracefully down and they go down about a dozen steps or so. And then there's a landing and they go down again and there's a landing and they just go down into the darkness. And at every one of these landings, if you look up, there's a painting that's been put across the top of the cavern there. So like you come down and as you descend, you're looking right at another painting. And then you come to the landing and move forward and then you descend and you're looking at another painting. And as you um, move down this stairway, every landing has a, a painting and they're all paintings of the bug man there's one uh that's just like this oil painting and he kind of has this long flowing hair which looks really weird on his insectoid head there's another one where he has like a blue scarf tied around his forehead and he's looking back over his shoulder at the painter there's one where he's got like a uh look he's got like a it's a a hat and then he's got like this bandage around the side of his head there's um there's another one where he's got like this sort of flamboyant um like a captain's hat it what is what it looks like um again uh if if the normies were here they would have uh, a warped walk down memory lane from when they took uh art history in high school uh is there one picture that's kind of uh He's a little bit more elongated, standing next to a fence, and he's got both of his hands on either side of his face. And yeah. His mouth oh, yeah, definitely. Open. There's one with like, uh, it, it's got these very like pastel colors, uh, and and he's got that. There's another one of him standing next to another insect woman. Uh, that is Linda Miller, uh, and and he's he has a pitchfork. He has a pitchfork there in front of a farm, and there's an insectoid woman that looks identical to Linda Miller standing next to him. Um. Have have any of you seen James and the Giant Peach, the movie? No. Are you asking real life us or is this in You you real life us? Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 You know the centipede guy? <laughs> oh yeah. With like the football head? That's yeah. what I'm imagining this guy looks like, but with <laughs> with eye stocks. Oh no, I and am. And he too. has like a Bronx accent. He's like, What you what what's your problem? Blah blah blah. I'm a fucking centipede. I've got a beret. I don't know why. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. That's a Bronx think accent and a beret? That's okay. Yeah, he... Oh, okay. Have you not seen James and the Giant Peach? Let me look him up. I'll Did put he... it in the chat. It's like the Newsies. He's wearing like the Newsies caps. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's a beret. I was like, okay, okay, I gotcha. It's a beret with a bill. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Understand. All right, cool. I'm back on board. A bill ray, as we would like to say, a bill ray. You, you guys, we both tried. You guys slink down these stairs. You're staying against the wall. You're in the shadows. Uh, there's torches on one side of the of the stairwell, and you're um, on the other side. Or uh, yeah, you're on the other side, kind of outside the torchlight, uh, because again, these are very wide stairs. And you slink down to the bottom. And when you get to the bottom, you are um, standing at a crossroads. There are uh, there are 
three different pathways coming off of where you are. So you've got the stairs behind you. And nicely, there's there are signs, there's signage to help you get to where you need to go. There is a sign that points off to the right that says Dens. There's a sign that points ahead that said Priest Quarters. And there's a sign that goes off to the left that says Cocoons. There's no sexy treasure sign. That was really weird. There's not a sexy, sexy treasure, treasure sign. Hmm. Where do you think Linda Miller would have gone? Well, if there's any sort of like magic or ceremony that would switch her back, I would think it might be the knowledge might be in the priest quarters. Perhaps. Look at this one. It says Cancun. <laughs> What's Cancun? I don't know. It sounds nice. Maybe she went down this way. And then there's this third one. Maybe she went that way, too. Mm. Do you want to, to... That is a valid point. Uh, Scarf is going to stand in the... Can they stand in the middle of all three and put his sword, like, point down on the ground and then just let go and let it do, like, the old which way does the stick fall? Yeah, sure. Roll me a, uh, roll me a D4. Yeah, uh, two. Uh, it points. Uh, it falls uh, straight ahead towards the priest quarters. I'm cool with going in the priest quarters. Okay, let's lead the way. Okay, yeah. well, okay. I mean, I've uh, been doing it this whole time. Fine. Go ahead, Scarf. Lead the way. <laughs> no, God. I will no. I'll lead the way. <laughs> you follow Scarf as he strides confidently down this winding hallway the uh the, uh, the i think i'm humming the same song that that little half oh yeah you're was. total you're i've just picked it up you're like <laughs> we'll find <laughs> our god when we take a peek god, god, come man, along with us peak. we're the friends who seek and uh, drop the beat drop <laughs> yeah the elegance of the entryway is gone you you are back into uh just just cavern uh, at this point so kind of at the bottom of the stairs you return to just uh unkept you know uh stone passageways with gravel floors and uh you wind ahead on in the direction of the priest quarters until you come onto this uh, almost like a cloverleaf section. There are kind of eight uh, little alcoves that come off of the end of this little passageway. In each one, you find a, uh, a, a rather Spartan single bed, uh, some straw mattresses uh, kind of laid on the floors next to some of these beds. There's uh, foot lockers. At the bases of the beds, there are uh, journals that are kind of half filled out or filled out to different degrees. You find a couple of, um, of you know, of the books from the library that are kind of down here. Uh, these guys seem to definitely be into their um, their interplanar travel stuff. And um, yeah, there's there um, there are uh, some honey colored robes laid across the beds or the foot lockers in the different rooms. And that is mostly what you see. Thought. Well, two thoughts. Yeah, same. Yeah. One, should we don ropes? I was just thinking, yeah, we should. And speaking of telepathic connections, scoff. Yes. Can you contact Linda Miller with your I mind? Will. I will use my mind connection with Linda Miller and, and find which way she is gone. And ask where she is. Yes. Uh, 
I would like to sit down, <laughs> crisscross applesauce, close my eyes, and we'll find our god, and we'll be the no, no, god, no, 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 and there is a god. Table rock, table rock. It's my, it is my mon table rock. Roll me a, a wisdom check with disadvantage because the song is stuck in your head. <laughs> <laughs> And it's table rock, and it's Linda Miller in a table rock. And... Oh, what am I adding to it? Uh, it's the... your wisdom, whatever it is. Oof. Um, <laughs> okay, plus two. So my lower one was a nine. My higher one was a thirteen. Yeah. Uh, you you you're not getting a whole lot. She must be too far. <laughs> For the record, this has never worked. I know, but it's so <laughs> funny has been to bring tried it up. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> every time I do, he's just like, "You're right," and then he'll do it. <laughs> um. Hey, just quick, Andy. While while he's like trying to commune with Linda Miller, um, quick once over with the room. I mean, not looking hard, but hey, did one of these guys have volume two? Malathar. <laughs> I knew you were gonna ask about that. They they do not have uh, they did not have Malathar down here. They, everything seems to be pretty uh, pretty business uh, oriented. Yeah. So uh, so yeah the 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 science stuff the interplanar stuff. Uh, there's some sort of um, yeah some sort of conjuration type spells things like that um, uh, are are laying out. It's not necessarily they're not spell scrolls. They're very much kind of a how to. Uh, academic almost text. Uh, yeah, that's it. Without looking like through their stuff, um, you know, going into the Foot Lockers and things like that, that's all you see. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going in them Foot Lockers, <laughs> but uh, you guys, do we want to do we want to move out of here or do we want to go through their stuff? Do we want to put robes on? And I have no problem going through their stuff. Well, I also have robes? no problem going through their stuff. I definitely want to take a robe. Do we want to put them on now, or do we want to try and sneak? You know, sneak and then have them for if we need them later. Well, let's go ahead and put them on. I don't think they will negatively or positively affect our sneaking around. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you guys pull on these uh, honey yellow robes. You kind of find ones that fit uh, pretty well. Uh Sphere, you can't help but notice that one of the footlockers uh, doesn't seem to be locked as you're picking up the robe there, and you kind of, uh, if you want to, yeah, yeah, if you just, just take a little peek, I mean, it's not, open. It's yeah, yeah, there, there's not, massive. there's not much in there. Uh, pairs of, of regular commoner clothes, an extra pair of boots, and then you do see a, a couple of healing potions at the end of mm. the footlocker. It looks like somebody had stash those away just in case but those are the only things that seem like they might be valuable and I'm gonna stash those into my bag cool uh, is the the locker near me like the rope that I found would you say is that one locked yeah the only one that, that just uh, seems to you just without going around and checking locks and things like that the other ones you know they all have those latches that um are like flipped up on the foot locker you know what i mean and there was just that one that was just hang like flopped down so you could just by looking at it tell 
that it clearly wasn't locked. Whether or not the lock is, is broken, I, I don't know. The rest of them are all kind of flipped up and look rather put together. And that one just happened to be, maybe that person was just rushing out uh, at the last moment, uh, you know, in a hurry. I, I, I don't know. Can, can I just, can I try and brute strength the one next to me? Yeah. Yeah, roll me. Uh, you're gonna, you just gonna try to yank it open, or are you gonna club at it? What are you gonna? Is it like, is it like a briefcase lock where it like once yeah. you clip it, it locks, or it, is there like a padlock? It, no, no, it's like a briefcase lock. Yeah, yeah. It, this okay. is definitely not like a. It's not built to stand. This is like a personal effects lock, and the lock on it is 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 big enough to stop someone from casually, you know, going through yeah. your stuff without without you knowing it. But it's not then meant I'm, to stand up to someone who's really trying to get into it. Then I, yeah, I think I'll try and just right, break cool. it roll open. Me, uh, roll me an uh, athletics check. Uh, just a strength check? Yeah, sure. Or athletics. Uh, either one. I mean, athletics is probably what you want. Let's do athletics. Uh, I got a 16. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. You uh, you hoist the footlocker up over your head and kind of slam it down and then <gasps> tear it. And uh, the lock breaks. And you, um, you, so stuff kind of scatters uh, all ac- across the room. There is a, um, there is a pendant inside this. It's got, uh, it's sort of a, a silver pendant with a red stone in it. It's got little insectoid legs uh, on it, um, and and, uh, and that looks, that's something that definitely catches your eye. It kind of glints in the in the sunlight. You uh, you see uh, again, sort of commoner clothes, things like that. There is a um, there is a potion in here that does not look like a healing potion, but uh, it it clearly looks magical at first blanche. This one was unlocked as well. Yeah, dude. What making all that noise? What are you doing? I thought you said that we were stealthier. What? Yeah, but you gotta also you actively to try to be act- stealthy. Yes, you have to actively be stealthier. I thought I was being quite active. <laughs> I'd like to pick up the pendant oh and just. He's cool. Gonna get us you uh, you scoop up the pendant, um, and then are you doing? Are you taking the potion? Yeah, I'll take the potion as well. Okay. Andy, um, what type of healing potions did I have? Those are those are two common healing potions. Just regular ones, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you, uh, Scarf, if you want to roll me a quick uh, Ar- Arcana check, <laughs> let's see if you know what this might be. Uh, Arcana, Scarf's favorite. I have a tricorn hat. Uh, does a five get me anything, Andy? Nope. It's a. It looks like a magic, crazy, scary magic fluid. I think they have juice, but it does not look like the like the potions that you saw Severe happily grab. Amari, what? Can can you tell what this is? And I want to just toss it to her. Cool. Yeah, roll me an arcane check. Drop. You let it drop. Yeah. (laughs) Roll uh, roll me a flat D twenty, Nate. That's uh, a sixteen. All right, it it, it lands intact. It uh, the stopper stays in. The glass just kind of thunks into the uh, into the gravel floor, um, but it doesn't hit on any hard sort of rock. It's kind of almost powdered gravel uh, where you guys are. Oh, that was lucky. And then I'm gonna pick it up. <laughs> All right, cool. Roll me an arcane check real quick. Arcana, you said. Yep. What is my arcana? Uh, 17. 
Okay, yeah, this is a potion of hill giant strength. Um, this is a potion for if you are having trouble peeing. Mm. You have a burning sensation when you pee. Drink this. It's for urinary tract infections. <laughs> I, I'm immune to disease. Well, then it's not for you. No, I am fine. Thank you, though. I am. I appreciate S you telling Severe, me. Severe, are you prone <laughs> to urinary tract infections? You know, I'm not exactly sure what that is because I've never been to a doctor it's, per se. It's, it's when you, when you have trouble peeing. Mm. No, I'm. I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Please take this potion. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'll take this okay. potion. All right. All right. Well, if, if uh, my health goes south, uh, I guess we're covered. Makes sense that a priest would have this. I mean, you guys backtrack back to the intersection straight across from you are the stairs going up to the entryway, and off to the left uh, is uh, where coming back the way you're coming off to the left it would be uh to the dens and off to the right is to the cocoons and up at the top of the stairs you hear well dad game it said somebody sneak in here and eat these chicken legs <laughs> we should we should probably keep moving oh, cocoons or dens i swear people always just lighting on food around here and devouring it whole cocoons okay let's go you set off down the hallway, and again, it's it's getting steadily narrower uh, as you follow this winding passageway. And it's uh, you're you're probably walking a couple hundred yards uh, as this passageway gets narrower and narrower until it until it's only about three feet wide. And you wind along until you come out into a a large chamber, and there are enormous cocoons that hang from chains. And the chains are attached to these thick iron rings in the ceiling. Most of the cocoons appear to be about the size of a humanoid, but a few of them are smaller. And then one of them is significantly larger to the point that it kind of flops. The top of it is, is down on the ground and it's kind of kind of flopped over there um, just, just because it sort of made contact and the, and the weight has shifted a little bit. At the far end of the room is a stone oval standing 12 feet tall. And this looks just like the stone oval that you saw in the other temple that you were in. There's a metal pedestal that's holding um, a glass lens. And the lens is about the size of a lens and a pair of glasses. And so there's a piece of glass. Uh, in. You saw the same metal pedestal in the other temple as well, but there was no lens in it. It was just, there was a space that, uh, that has a slit and... Um, and, but but there was no lens stuck in it. In front of this uh, th this lens, still on the pedestal, is a candle, and the candle is lit. Inside uh, the this uh, this stone oval, there is an incredible image. It's like you're looking out of a window overlooking a dense tropical jungle that is spreading out before you as far as the eye can see. Off to, uh, off to your left in the corner, there is a, um, 
there is a bubbling hot spring that's um it, it's there's a sort of a little a little pool that's been built into the uh into the corner and the water there is bubbling and trickling and the humidity in this room is very high and the heat in this room is very high and it's coming from that hot spring there is a door behind the stone oval at the far end of the room. What would happen if I just went like and blew out the candle? So you'd have to walk uh, down to the other end of the uh, of the room to right, do that. Right, so right. that's it's probably about it's probably about fifty feet yeah. away from where you are. But gonna, you're, I mean, you're definitely welcome to do it. I'm gonna um, sneak over to the stone oval. You move along the the wall, um, staying away from the torches that are kind of intermittently ensconced uh, uh, mm-hmm. to light the room, mm-hmm. and emerge from the shadows, kind of uh, moving around the cocoons to the metal pedestal. But then I'm just gonna kind of lean over and, and, and look at the candle, mm-hmm. and just <sighs> the. Image inside the stone circle and stone oval just disappears, and now you're just looking at a back wall that has a door in it. I'm going to take that little glass thing and put it in my pocket. Okay. And um, I'm going to go back up. (laughs) Not, like, disruptively, but just shuffle back up to them and just be like, I don't know, I just wanted to do that so You see Linda? I, I wasn't looking for her. Uh, Linda. Linda, you're in here. Linda Miller. Shh. Linda Miller. Better. Good job. Linda. Linda, are you in here? Linda. Yeah, these things are giving me the creeps. Yeah, do we want to check out that door? Yeah. I really we hope we don't have to fight whatever is going to come out of that. When we look at the cocoons, can you, is there like clear figures inside? Can we see clear bodies inside? They, um, you would need more, you would at least need more light. So because of the shadows and the torches, no, everything is dark. Should I cut one? No. I meant in half. No. Yeah, I just, I don't know. If we have to end up fighting these things later, it might be easier to kill them now. It's fair enough. You, you hear a clatter inside the far room. So through the doorway at the far end, you hear clattering and banging. And in your minds, you start to hear screeches about table rocks. Let's just go in the door. Linda Miller. Just go go in the door. Let's go. And that's that's when the door at the far end of the room opens. What are your reactions? Hide. Yeah, hide at first. Can we like, hide the in the shadows? Hide like okay, cool. Uh, uh. Use one be- of my new cocoon friends as half cover. Scarf draws his sword. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 As, as the door walks open, you see a 
figure that's about six foot nine and it has its arms out holding Linda Miller's arms pinned down beside her side. And then there's a second pair of arms that also comes around and holds her arms pinned down by their side. And he's wearing a honey yellow robe and the, uh, the hood is pushed back. And as he walks out, he's, uh, you can hear in your mind, um, Linda, it will be fine. I will fix this. Linda, I will fix this. And he seems to be carrying her towards uh, one of the cocoons when he stops and notice Scarf standing there, sword drawn. And in your mind, you hear, well, who is this? And we are going to end there for today. No! Oh, no. Is this Terrence? It's the bug. Picked the wrong time to be scarf. And that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you everyone for listening to the show. Uh, we're kind of starting the home stretch here. Uh, you know, we just met uh, a mysterious stranger who may or may not be the big bad end game. And uh, we're, we're, we're coming down the home stretch here. Very excited. Uh, lots of cool content coming your way. Uh, next episode should be coming out Monday, May 10th. That's going to be three weeks from the release of this episode i've been trying to get them out in two weeks but i I just i just can't right now so uh we're gonna go may 10th that's gonna be three weeks and if i can get it out on may 3rd i'm I'm gonna get you may 3rd and if if you want to just get updates from us if you want to hear what we're saying uh, and we'll let you know when episodes come out follow us on our social media we got the facebook's we got the twitter's we got the instagram uh we even got youtube and uh also have a twitch stream which we're going to circle back to in just a second and you can find us at all those platforms by searching blue ridge adventures guild or BragPod, b-r-a-g-p-o-d back to the twist stream guys we're starting to work on getting some streaming going we actually had our very first stream with a special guest jason underwood of alchemy comedy theater and the bearded ones comedy podcast uh there was no recording of that session but jason did a character creation on his show the bearded ones comedy podcast which is already out so please go check out his show and then check out our twitch uh we don't have a consistent streaming schedule right now but we're working towards one and we had a lot of fun so we want to keep on doing it so check check out all that stuff follow us so you can get updates on when we're posting episodes we have a friend carrie nelson who makes great great art and we post it up on our social medias as well so check out all that stuff thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time